Hello and welcome to our podcast for college Catholics. I am your host, Father Patrick Wainwright. Uh, today I have a guest, Anne, who is a student at the University of Michigan, and she will share a little bit about a servant of God uh, from Italy, Chiara Corbella Petrillo. But first of all, uh, before talking about Chiara, let's ask Anne a little bit about her. How are you doing, Anne? I'm doing well today. How are you? Yeah, thank you for joining us here today. So you're a student at the University of Michigan, so you were born and raised in Michigan? Yes, right in this area too. Oh, awesome. That's good. So and you're a sophomore? Yeah. Sophomore. Okay, and, and what's your major? I'm a biomedical science major. All right. Well, that's pretty <laughs> intense, it looks. Yeah, unfortunately it is. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, and what do you hope to do after you graduate? I do plan on going to medical school eventually. Very yeah. good. And do you know what area of medical school? I do want to just be a physician. I have no idea what kind yet. I'm kind of keeping that open. Perfect. Very good. And uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about you? What Any fun facts that you have going on these days and so <laughs> forth? Yeah, well, I am an emergency medical technician for our local ambulance service. So, so that's, that's like a job apart from your school? Yes, okay. completely. It's a part-time job, but... You know, I pick up whenever I want and have a lot of fun on the ambulances on the on the road all the time. Uh-huh. And what type of things do you do? So we do everything from transferring patients to going on motor vehicle accidents to taking care of people who are, uh, you know, have had an emergency and getting them to the hospital alive mm-hmm. and uh, just being there for them at their mo- worst moments. Right, right. And it's really important to be kind and gentle yes. with those like they're like really yeah. freaking out and mm-hmm. i remember i was in an, uh, in an ambulance once or mm-hmm. twice i think so yeah it was really helpful cool. to have friendly people yeah. At, yeah. At the, like a nurse or you know mm-hmm. drivers that are mm-hmm. you know they talk to you and stuff so yeah. yeah and what are you doing today i heard you have an exam of sorts <laughs> i have an exam and it is for my work and i'm going to be trying to become a cleared emt meaning i'll be the senior on my truck and basically meaning I'll be running my own uh, basic truck, which is awesome. Um, we call them trucks. They are ambulances. Right. There's only <laughs> always two of you in the, yes. in the truck. Yes. You'll be a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. but it also means that I get to uh, work with other paramedics on advanced care units. So it's um, a lot more fun when they trust me because I am cleared. So. Right. So so you're like a senior, like more knowledgeable EMT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things. exactly. Okay. Wow. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> pray, be praying for you that it goes well. I'm sure it go, will go well. Thank you. And uh, yeah, that your, that your guardian angel helps you mm-hmm. in all your uh, endeavors when you're <laughs> driving out in the streets. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess it's pretty intense moments, right? I, yeah, I always wear a miraculous medal and St. Michael medal on my left arm. I, I put a band on my left arm and wow. it's kind of like my sword and shield, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, I hope that, you know, all the EMTs wear one of those <laughs> so that when one of us is in a, an accident or something, the miraculous medal and the guardian mm-hmm, angel help mm-hmm. us. So, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much for all that you do and for being, again, being here today. Um, so let's talk about Chiara Corbella Petrillo a little bit. So Corbella was her maiden name and Petrillo is after she married. Uh, she was born in 1984 and died in June 13th, 2012 at the age of 28. So she was pretty young. Yeah. But she is uh, now a servant of God. So why don't you tell us a little bit about her life? Why is it that she, you know, she's so, I, I, I don't want to say holy, but she's kind of a very holy person. She is, and yeah. she's in the process of canonization. She She's not cleared yet to mm-hmm. be a saint, <laughs> but uh, she's in that process. Yeah, exactly. Well, she was very young when she first met her husband. 
And they met on a pilgrimage to Medjugorje, and they were very devout. Um, And uh, in the dating, they had a lot of turbulence. They had a lot of on and off. And what was what was going on? Were they were they not sometimes uh, getting along well? They were uh, butting heads. They were arguing. What was what was going on? They were very passionate young people. So they were Italian. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So they would often fight, and they broke up several times, and. Uh, even broke off an engagement, and Kiara said that this is was the hardest thing she went through in her life, despite all the suffering she did endure. Uh, and I, I think she says that because it's the first time she truly discovered to trust in the Lord, and surrender can be so difficult for people to learn because it's just on the opposite side of fear. Right, especially, you know, you're engaged, you're looking forward to marriage, you start planning, and then suddenly you say, uh-oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't get married, or at least not at this point, not as we are talking to each other right now. You know, we may have to reassess some things. You know, maybe they were like you said a little bit, and when we were talking off off the air, we said a little bit they were like immature. What what was it? Yeah, so they they were just very young and Uh um, just you know a young couple is uh, they're not sure of themselves and what's going on. They've lacked the wisdom of experience and. Right. Yeah, that which they surrendered to Our Lady and consecrated themselves to Our Lady, and uh, eventually became a very holy couple. Right. Each which other. which is uh, helpful and hopeful mm-hmm. to know, right? That we can mess up a mm-hmm. little. Hopefully, not mm-hmm. too much, but a little bit when you're when you're younger, and then you still have an option to convert, to grow, to become more mature in your faith and mm-hmm. in virtue, and even in this case, be holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you tell us? You you keep going. Uh, tell us that I don't want to interrupt you too much. But so yeah. so they they got finally engaged, and mm-hmm. then what happened? Yeah, well, first going off of their vocation, they truly lived a vocation of marriage, and they both had uh, they both had discerned about uh, their vocation, and so so, so they dis- they had thought about consecrating their lives to God, and they figured they should get married. Exactly. Okay. Very good. Well, that's good because. Yeah. Everyone should consider, right? Everyone listening, you know, you should mm-hmm. consider whether God is calling you to marriage or mm-hmm. to a consecrated life. And once you know, no, God, I want to be holy. That's We all know that's our vocation. And I think God is calling me to be holy within marriage. Okay, that's great, you know, and that's your path. And you, you stick to that. Yeah, so they eventually uh, grew together as a, a married couple. And they they lived on the premise that they are to give back everything that they have been given. And that's their vocation. That is how they live out their vocation. So a month, very shortly after they were married, they discovered they were pregnant with their first child. Uh, This child um, was diagnosed in the first ultrasound with encephaly, which means uh, the child basically would not live and may even die in the womb um, because they are forming without a brain. Um, So the doctors, being the normal modern doctors, doctors, yes, they, of course, pushed Kiara to get an abortion because saying it would be unsafe for her and for the, the child. Right. Not, not, not every doctor is like that. But oh, right, some, right. like that's, if you want a more tr- common trend mm-hmm. today, which everyone should expect, in a sense, to encounter, right? So maybe you hit and miss. Maybe you get a doctor that is more pro-life and encouraging. And yes, you know, you have to defend life. But maybe others say, no, you know, this is a child that's going to die. So maybe the, the best way is go 
have an abortion. Yeah, so Kiara actually made a great relationship with one of the doctors who was pro-life and supported her throughout uh, her entire life, the rest of her life with all her other pregnancies, uh, which is really important that she had that relationship. Right, so in this case, some doctors suggested that she have an abortion, and what, what did she, how did she respond? So uh, this was her OBGYN who uh, really did support her, uh, even though she knew it was not a necessarily smart decision medically to not abort. So uh, she, she did not, she was absolutely certain she was not yes. going to commit an abortion. Yes, okay, good, Chiara good for never, her. ever uh, considered an abortion. Uh, but she basically went through the pregnancy uh, and carried Maria uh, through term and Maria was born and died an hour after being born uh, but not before Chiara and Enrico had her baptized wow yeah wow. so that must be so hard mm -hmm. right yeah. uh, so at least they baptized her they held her and then they had to bury her right exactly. so that's so hard exactly and uh, two-ish months after that pregnancy they discovered mm -hmm. they were pregnant again and wow. first, I think it was actually first ultrasound looked clean. And then second ultrasound, once again, they have they found that this baby had a completely separate disorder uh, and nothing genetic. It was absolute just the Lord's will that this happened because they were two unrelated events uh, that this child was born with or would have been born without uh, organs that are needed for life functions, uh, didn't have legs and limbs. Uh, so. Again, mm. the doctors pushed Kiara to abort, and she once again said no. And she carried Davide to term, and uh, he was baptized right after he was born, and a few minutes later, he passed away. Oh, um, wow. And Enrico, you know, carried Davide to the morgue, but not without being very joyful in all of this. Both Kiara and Enrico had talked about Maria must have gone to heaven and told wow. the Lord that send Davide to my parents because they let me live and they got me baptized hmm. and got me here to you. And that's wow. what that's what Kiara had uh, said in her lifetime, when, which is really, truly beautiful, a beautiful expression of understanding of God's, God's goodness and will. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and also understanding the value of life, the value of a soul, that now although they died in this world, they live forever, right? Mm -hmm. And because they're baptized, they will be in heaven uh, and they didn't commit any sin, mm -hmm. right? They go directly to heaven, and they will be with God forever. That's right. amazing. And it's not like Chiara and Enrico were not normal, young, married couple. They were, of course, truly, truly sad, but they had such an understanding and love for the Lord, and uh, God's will was their ultimate. They didn't have expectations that um, they were disappointed by because they just trusted that the Lord had the best plan. Um, and so Absolutely. they ended up getting pregnant again shortly after. And so, how how old was uh, Kiara at this point? She was like twenty six. Yeah, she was twenty seven. At this point, she was twenty seven years old because right, she died at twenty eight. Yeah, and she had the baby. She would, mm -hmm. was able to hold her baby for about a, a year, a right? Year, so, yeah. but let's not jump uh, the gun. <laughs> so, why don't we? Yeah, tell us again. So they got pregnant the third time, mm -hmm. and then what happened? So actually, before the pregnancy, she mm -hmm. and Enrico had been to several pro-life talks, uh, and they were uh, often the speakers at these events uh, talking about their... Right, that's an amazing yeah. thing. There's like YouTube videos yeah. of Chiara mm -hmm. giving talks, pro-life talks, and explain, uh, talking about her 
Mm -hmm. uh, hardship, right? Yeah. Her her cross, her pregnancies, and how she was pro-life and mm -hmm. defended, you know, the life of, of these children. Yeah, it's truly striking how young and beautiful this couple is. She was absolutely a gorgeous woman and uh, speaking in such a holy way, you can just see uh, just the radiance of the mm -hmm. Lord behind her, which is beautiful. Anyways, on her right. third pregnancy with Francesco, her son, uh, Francesco was completely healthy and Uh, she was unfortunately diagnosed with a malignant tumor during this pregnancy. Right. So that is so like really in the hands of God, right? Exactly. So they, they were, everything was well. The first mm -hmm. pregnancy, the first child was, had a difficulty. The second mm -hmm. child pregnancy was, again, the child had a difficulty. And now that the third pregnancy is going well, the one who has the difficult, the health mm -hmm. difficulty is the mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So there's a picture uh, in the book, which I think you said would be linked mm. down below. Right, yeah. right. I will, I will, uh, because there's, there's several, there's a lot of sources for the life of Chiara Petrillo, but one of them in the US in English is um, a, a book, uh, Witness to Joy, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll put a link to that book. And uh, what, you were saying something about the, the picture? Yeah, so there's a picture right after she got her diagnosis and she's pregnant and, um, you know, it's a beautiful new pregnancy and the baby's healthy, but she has just gotten her uh, bad diagnosis and it's her walking out of the hospital with Enrico, just arm in arm, um, mm -hmm. looking like a beautiful couple that just is going to have a baby. They're not looking like wow. it's the end of a chapter. And Wow, because they told her the cancer was terminal. Yeah, so actually they had told Enrico, the doctors had told Enrico that the cancer was terminal and he was the one who had to gather up the strength to oh, tell no. Chiara. Wow. So it, it just goes to show how beautiful their relationship was and how true marriage should be, how Absolutely. they love each other so much. And also how their faith strengthened them mm -hmm. to carry all these things It's still difficult to do that. You know, it's hard. It's These are crosses. But at the same time, they were able to carry them with a spirit of faith and a spirit of joy mm -hmm. and finding strength in each other and in Jesus Christ. They they couldn't have done this if they had not had faith. Right. And Kiara always mentioned that it was her husband, it was her friends but and her spiritual director. They were mm -hmm. very close with him too, uh, Father Vito. But they as a married couple, gave each other the strength. They were Christ to each other and wow. never forgot who who was really in charge. So then they, they were told about this um, uh, malignant cancer, right? So she would, it was a terminal cancer. And then what happened? So they, she went through with the pregnancy. Uh, they actually wanted her <laughs> to abort Francesca oh, so that... He, And this she, baby was, was good The now, healthy this time. baby because uh, they oh, wanted no. her to have a specific treatment for the cancer. And in order to have that treatment, it would have been unhealthy for the baby. And so they, they thought for baby and mom, ab abort the child so that she can get your her treatment and right, for the be cancer safety, free. For the mm. health of the mother. Yeah. Yeah. Abort the child. Exactly. Okay, that's so illogical, right? Yeah. But anyway. Uh, and at this point, Kiara does mention that the doctors knew her. So, right. So they did understand and they didn't fight back when she said, I'm not going to abort. And uh, they had, she went through a surgery to remove the malignant tumor in her mouth. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so this was while she had the pregnancy. Yeah, while okay. she was pregnant. And then immediately, like hours after giving birth to Francesco, she went right into surgery um, to remove more malignant tumors in mm. her body. Um, As he started a cancer treatment. Exactly. Probably. And at that point uh, was when it was truly told to them that she would not be living. She was a terminal patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, they they met with uh Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Oh and wow! Talked with him uh, and just gave him a short synopsis of their story, which is beautiful. As a family, there's also a picture of that in the book. Mm-hmm. But she just lived the rest of her life. A very she died very shortly after, like you said, wow. about, a, about year. a year. But she was able to hold her child. Mm-hmm. She was able to, and also she wrote like a letter to her child, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So at both the parents, how was it? Yes. So the the letter was just absolutely beautiful. It's at the end of the book uh, when. Uh, The child is only a year old, but they they basically write a love poem to him and tell him, you know, this may seem like a tragedy on the outside, but it's actually beautiful because it is the will of the Lord. And there's nothing that that can surpass that wisdom and beauty that we can't understand. Wow. And then what about her death? Did you you, uh, read anything about... Uh, what happened when he, she died and the people that attended and yeah. whatever. Well, uh, she had very uh, close friends and obviously they were with her when she died um, and her husband and her family. Uh, but her her funeral was huge. Many people attended it because everybody knew what kind of woman this was and her witness to joy, as the book calls it. Uh, and so it Everybody knew she was a very special woman. And, uh, they, and she had been a speaker too, so she was somewhat yeah, known. Yeah, somewhat known. and know, A little bit at least. Yeah, I think the priest that did her funeral, or the, the it was a the cardinal, or it was okay. someone special that did right, her right, funeral. Right, right. A bishop, let's say. Maybe <laughs> yes, a bishop. Yes. Um, they had likened her to Blessed, or to St. Gianna Mola. Right. Yeah. Very similar case. Very right. similar case. Well, the mother prefers not to mm-hmm. uh, undergo treatment to not damage the child, knowing that, you know, they may be going to die because of the late treatment after the the birth of the child. Yeah. And personally, I, I do see the relationship. Like, I likened her to St. Gianamola as well. But uh, I think Kiara's biggest witness is the fact that no matter what your lot is in life, no matter what the plan God has for you, there is a path uh, for you to to sainthood. And it's in the little choices. It's not like she had a special path and she can be a saint. Right. It's, this, it's the specificity in your life that God has planned that you just say yes, like she did. And right. so I think that's the biggest lesson we can take from her life. Right. And also that uh, it is embracing God's cross Every day, mm-hmm. and the the situations that God presents to me to see that to really truly believe that we're in the hands of God, that there's a providence, there's a plan of God, and that we can be holy no matter what our path, as long as we're faithful to God and His gospel, His commandments, mm-hmm. to try to love one another, right, to serve God above all, right. So I think that's where her simple, very simple life, in a simple in a sense of. There's nothing extraordinary. She got married. She had some issues when she were, they were mm-hmm. dating. They finally got married. Then they got pregnant. The, one, the two of the kids were going to die. Then she had a third one. She had cancer. Like All these things happen to many people throughout the world. 
right? Many, many people. And uh, especially today, there's so much of, of these uh, health situations. So that embracing our cross, embracing these difficulties is not easy. But with Christ, we can not only uh, embrace them with joy, but also sanctify ourselves, right? Right, right. And in the last line of the book, it says, trust in him, it is worth the pain. And there's another uh quote from the book saying whatever the father asked her to do she, he also gave her the strength to do it in her weakness she demonstrated grace in spite of fatigue and preoccupations she was very little but they were living splendid moments of peace right that's awesome that's awesome. so uh, there's a couple of things one of them um there's a quote that is repeated from chiara that is uh, in, in italian uh, piccoli passi Possibly. That means small possible steps. And then another thing, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I want to say one something that uh, typically gets a little bit un overshadowed, but it's really not so in the shadow. That is that her husband was really virtuous as well. Uh, I don't want to say holy because this is still alive, but um, she, he supported her. He carried the cross with her and in a sense had to consent to her waiting uh, to give birth to the child, knowing that she would die later. Um, and um, there's a known case or example in their lives when uh, Kiara was uh, with already really ravaged by cancer, so to speak. Right? She, was, she was already in the process of dying, and she was praying before the chapel, And um, so there, I'll, I'll read a little bit here uh, because it's better to read it because I don't want to add too much to it, right? So um, as these, were hap these things were happening, Chiara was seated in a wheelchair looking toward Jesus in the tabernacle and in the chapel, right? And her husband, Enrico, found the courage to ask her a question that he had been holding back. He didn't want to ask before because... He didn't, I mean, he suspected the answer, but he wasn't, he didn't want to, like, what if she does say something mm. that is <laughs> not the right thing? I don't know, like, it was right. So she had been holding back, uh, thinking of Jesus' phrase, my yoke is sweet and my burden light, which is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 11, verse 30. My yoke is easy, my burden light, right? So um, thinking of that phrase, he asked her, is this yoke This cross, really sweet, as Jesus said. And a smile came across Kiara's face. She turned to her husband and said in a weak voice, Yes, Enrico, it is very sweet. Um, and I think that is a good testament to a reality that the world cannot understand. That is, that the cross of Christ, if carried with love for Christ and with Christ, is not only possible, but also a source of peace, right? And that is was only possible for, uh, for, her, for them because they had in mind another thing that um, this servant of God, Chiara, was also uh, thinking that we're not, to, we're not asked to do extraordinary things necessarily, but one thing at a time, if you want, uh, in, in, in our language, in English, we would say one step at a time or baby steps, mm -hmm. right? She said small possible steps, right? Mm. So that's also, I want to, let's say, uh, draw as a spiritual conclusion from, for this podcast, for this episode, 
for everyone listening, we all have crosses, right? We all have our things to carry, but we can carry them with Christ one day at a time. We don't know how long we will have to carry our cross. Sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer. I remember also an example or a poem that um, Blessed or Saint John Newman wrote. He was an Anglican uh, bishop who converted to the Catholic faith and then became bishop and cardinal. Um, and he wrote a poem where he asked God, because he was in the struggle of converting and he was going to give up a lot of things, a lot of friends, a lot of prestige also in the Anglican Church in England. Um, so he was seeing that the true, church, the true church is the Catholic Church and not the Anglican Church. So as he saw that, he could quickly see the problems ahead, right? The storms ahead. So he asked God, don't show me the entire staircase, just show me the next step, right? So it's the same idea, one step at a time, you know, don't look ahead all the, st the staircase because you may get, you know, uh, you know, discouraged. So don't get discouraged, don't discourage yourself, right? Look at the next step and take that step because you may only be asked to take two steps at a time, you know, one step at a time and, and nothing else. So, so you wanted to share a little bit of that. Well, yeah, yeah. They were very good at, at that, looking at the small things, like at, even like St. Therese's little way and, uh, and everything like that. They loved St. Francis of Assisi. And he had said, and this, they lived by that, that the contrary of love is not hate, but possession. And so Enrico had said, our prayer was that we would not possess the life of Maria and their first daughter, that we would instead accompany her as far as we could and are, were able. And they, they used this their entire life, that they did not possess anything. Everything was a gift from the Lord. And so it was... Even, even their children. Exactly, their children. Even the opportunity to suffer was a gift in their eyes. And it's just the way that they looked at it. They looked at it as this cross. It was sweet because right. they got to walk with Christ in the way of the cross. And so it's it's beautiful that they could accept it in that way. And it's it's something very difficult, like you said, for us to understand just because mm -hmm. we are surrounded by a very opposite mentality that we deserve health, we deserve right. happiness and uh, the world in this world. In this world. And it's it's that is not true. Right. And we are right. being uh, choked by lies. Our faith can be choked by lies in, in that sense. So they are just a, a beautiful example of, of carrying your cross in one step at a time. It doesn't happen. It happens in the moments, in the little moments, just like Kiara choosing to not abort. That was just one choice she made. It was, she knew it was right. She made the choice. And that's just one thing that led them to the next part of their life. Right. And they, they were not looking at it, what's going to happen next mm -hmm. and what the rest of my life, I won't have this or I won't have that. I won't be able to do this. This one thing at a time. This is the choice I've had, I have in front of me. This is a small step I can take. I will take this small, po small possible good mm -hmm. step. Mm -hmm. Right? Very good. All right. Any other thing that you'd like to tell us about uh, Chiara and uh, so that we can wrap up this story? They. I love that they likened their suffering to a dance. They were a very musically <laughs> light, uh, okay. talented couple. And so they would, you know, play, I forget what instruments, but they would play their instruments oh, together. She, I think she has, there's a picture of her playing the violin. Yes. And they composed m poems and songs. And wow. at every funeral, Enrico even wrote a song for her funeral. He wrote, they wrote Incredible. a song for their children that they lost. 
And it was, it, that's joyful. Like you right. praise God with song and it's just beautiful. You, that's very human. Uh, music is very uh, human thing that becomes divine because you, you use the gifts you're given and use them to praise the Lord. So it's beautiful that they turn their suffering into joy in that way. Wonderful. So thank you very much for sharing your stories today and the story about Kara uh, today with us. Uh, we'll keep you in our prayers, hoping that uh, your exam today goes well, that you get cleared. And I truly think that those who will have you as uh, an EMT uh, cleared senior professional or whatever that title is, uh, will be blessed to have you in their ambulance. So thank, thank you. you so much uh, and for being with us today. So thank you everyone for being in our uh, episode, sharing your time with us. I hope you're inspired by the story of Kiara to also carry your cross and trust in God and His divine providence and in His goodness, He has a path for you to grow in holiness. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask me about uh, Kiara or any other similar thing, please email me at info at fourcollegecatholics.org. I'll put the show notes below in this episode with a, a, a link to the book and any other stories, uh, a prayer actually that there is for the canonization of Chiara so that you can also pray it and to ask for graces if you have any grace that is given to you through the intercession of Chiara. So let us know and we'll inform the appropriate uh, authorities so that they know. So may God bless you today and we'll see you next episode. Mm-hmm.